Acts 1 verse 14. Do you have it? If you've got it, say amen. If you've got it, say praise the Lord. If you've got it, say mm-hmm. Acts chapter 1 verse 14 says, These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. Father, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you're seated, I want you to shake your neighbor's hand and tell them, we've got to pray just to make it today. Then you may be seated. We've been in a Church of Acts series. This is the last one. Uh, actually, I think this is actually a six-part series. I think I've spoken four, but then also I believe Pastor Daryl spoke one, Pastor, uh, Brother Greg spoke one, uh, soon-to-be Pastor Greg. Come on, somebody. And uh, so we've, we've had a few different uh, messages. Even Pastor Fernie spoke a powerful one. I, I actually include that in this Church of Acts series. I mean, it was a powerful, powerful uh, message uh, that Thursday night. And so we've been in a Church of Acts series, so this is going to be the last one within that and talking about the Church of Acts and what we're called to do. We started out talking about the life groups and, uh, you know, what's the purpose of the, the small groups, the purpose of the large groups. Like here this morning, we're meeting at a large group. This is a large group gathering. Uh, then you have your small group where the uh, Bible talks about wherever two or three are gathered in his name. There he is in the midst. You don't need uh, a special invitation. You don't need bright lights. You don't need a person welcoming at the door. All you need is two people saying, you love Jesus, I love Jesus. Let's pray together and let's shake this community and let's rock this world. That's all you really need. Far too often we get caught up in the large gathering. Now, don't forget, don't deny the large gathering. Don't say, well, I'm just going to meet in my house. No, if you're saying, well, that's all I need to do. Go back to our other messages. We'll break that down to you about how you need the large gathering as well. Don't deny the gathering of the saints. You need this. We, I need this. Don't think for a second, oh, he's the pastor. He don't need it. No, I need this. I think more than you need this. I, I really do. I, I really need uh, your fellowship and your uh, coming together, your warm hearts. Acts chapter 1 verse 14 talks about... These all continue with one accord in prayer. Now, if you're taking notes, I'm just going to say these verses. You can write it down, or you can listen to the podcast later. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in prayers. Acts chapter 3, verse 1 says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being around the ninth hour. Acts chapter 4 verse 24 says when they heard this they raised their voices together in to God Acts chapter 6 verses 3 through 5 says wherefore brethren look ye out among you seven men of honest report full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom whom we may appoint over this business but we will give ourselves look at this we're going to give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word and the saying pleased the whole multitude. Acts chapter 12, verse 5. This is actually the verse I'm going to focus on. So if you have your Bibles, you can actually turn it there. Acts chapter 12, verse 5. If you've noticed, all these scriptures are in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 12, verse 5 says, Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. But prayer was made without ceasing stopping of the church unto God for him. 
I love prayer. There's something powerful about prayer. We have been in the book of Acts and talking about the church of Acts, and the foundation of the church of Acts is and was and always will be prayer. That's the foundation of who we are, prayer, that we are getting in communication to our heavenly Father. In August of 2005, Newsweek and Belief.net asked 1,004 Americans what they believe and how they practice their faith. One of the questions was this. What do you think is the most important purpose of prayer? These are the responses of the 1,004 Americans. The 27%, which was the number one, they said to seek God's guidance. 23% said to thank God. 19% said to be close to God or the divine. 13% said to help others. 9% said to improve a person's life. 4% had other ideas, and 5% had no idea what the purpose of prayer was. Now, my prayer here this morning is that we would understand the purpose of prayer we would know why we pray. Now, we're going to get into it right here, right now. Matter of fact, I'm going to be a little bit fast because we have to be out of here in just a little bit because they're going to have something real special right after we're done. Uh, have you ever heard of uh, Greg Laurie and Harvest America? They're having that here at 3.30. So if you want to come on back, they're having it simulcasted. It's there in Dallas, and then they're actually going to be coming back, and they have over 1,000 churches watching Harvest America. So you're more than welcome to come. It's at 3.30 right here. So know that we're, just, we're going to get out of here in just a little bit. But uh, before we do, I want to make sure that we understand because because tonight you got life groups. How many love your life groups? How many really love your life group? Isn't it awesome? Aren't they great? Life groups are awesome. Okay, one more time. Raise your hand. You love your life group. What, okay, what, right here. What life group do you go to? Shana and Matt. Isn't that awesome? What life group do you go to? Sandra? Yeah. Ismail's. That's an awesome one. What life group do you go to? Yours? <laughs> Of course it's awesome it's mine well when you go into your life groups I'm going to give you really quick like real fast what was even taught to me back in uh, 1998 I learned this in the in the UTC I also learned this in the men's home the what's called an acronym of prayer and what the purpose of prayer is it's called acts I think it's you know perfect that we're in the book of Acts, and it's called Acts. So if you're taking notes, it's A-C-T-S, Acts. Now, I learned this when I was younger. Now, I don't have time to really totally get into this, but uh, on your own time, I said life groups because tonight, maybe talk about this in your life groups. Bring it up. Talk about it. Well, what is a prayer all about? Uh, are you ready for this? Somebody say amen. amen. The first one is adoration. Adoration. When we pray, we adore God. There's examples of adoration uh, in Ephesians chapter 4. When Paul prayed for the Ephesians, he took time to praise God. Listen, always take time to praise God for who he is. Not for what he's given you. Not for what he's given you, but for who. See, this is a perfect example. I, I use this a lot. Well, when I was a kid, I remember I was about six or seven years old, and my dad, he didn't give me that ice cream. So guess what I told him? I hate you, Dad. 
I hate you. Now every seven, eight-year-old, when they don't get what they want, they hate who's supposed to give it to them or who they think is supposed to give it to them, right? I hate you, Dad. You didn't give me my ice cream. And so sometimes we base our praise on what he gives us rather than who he is. Now, the reality of it is, is that my dad was always my dad. Didn't matter how I felt about him. The reality, he created me. That's it. That's just the bottom line. So this is what I learned, though. When I started to grow and mature in the things of God and actually matured and even separate from that, just from being a boy into a man, I started thanking my dad just because he was my dad. No other reason. You know, then you know what I found? When I started thanking my dad for just being my dad, he actually started getting happy. He's like, hey, all right. And then he actually wanted to start doing things for me because he's seen how I started to adore him for who he was. Well, it's the same when we do that with God. God likes it when you just, I know you're going through a rough patch. I know it's a little difficult. But when you come in and say, God, I just want to bless your name because you're dad. You're daddy. You're the greatest. Now, is the situation you're going through the greatest? No, but don't ever forget about adoration for who he is. Can I hear an amen? The second one is confession. The letter C, confession. There's examples of uh, confessing your sins. Jesus provided an example in the parable of the Pharisee and the publican in Luke chapter 18, confessing your sin. David, even himself, in Psalms chapter 51, gave an example of confessing his sin. And then he said, oh, Lord, take not your spirit away from me. I know I've messed up. I, I've, I've been the worst of the worst. And, Lord, I give it to you. I give it all to you. But, but I like what he says. Even though I'm sharing with you my mess-ups, don't take away your greatness there's something powerful about confession now like I said there's a whole lot I can get to over this even the Bible says talking about confessing your sins even one to another bearing each other's burdens helping each other out because every once in a while you gotta you gotta say something when you're involved with that sometimes one thing I've learned when you confess you break chains that's a whole nother message right there but on your own time write that down talk about it in your life groups but when you confess you break chains. Can I hear an amen? amen? The letter T, thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Christ set an example of thanksgiving. You can read them there in Matthew chapter 11, John chapter 6, and even John uh, chapter 11. Daniel, in the, book, uh, in the book of Daniel chapter 6, he was accustomed to thanking God three times a day. He made sure he always thanked God for what was going to happen or even what he didn't see what was going to happen he always thanked God somebody asked me they said why do you always pray for your food because I, I need to thank God as much as I can you know I, I, I there's like this whole thing right now I just I wasn't thinking you know wasn't really going to get on this but it's really kind of been getting on my nerves a little bit the way Christians are bashing Christians for things that they do unto the Lord it, just, it gets on my nerves. I like th this guy really got me one time. I don't if if you know me, my my wife knows me. It takes a lot to get me hot, and this one guy he got me hot, man. I was like, man, you're lucky. There's no punch button on Facebook. You know they got to poke one, but I was like, uh. I was like, dude, this guy's getting me mad because I'm like, why are you trying to debate me? People can read this here. Why are you debating? What I'm talking about, I'm trying to bless the Lord, and you're trying to say, just, just in case you wanted to know what our conversation was about, it was all about wearing ties. That's what it was about, because of my profile picture on social media, I had a tie on. 
right? That was my profile picture. And he started going off into, oh, Victory Hour, you guys are old school. You guys have not caught up with the times. God is changing. I wait, 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 what? I'm like, hold, hold, wait. So I, I got, like, really upset because then I didn't say anything, but somebody else came in and stepped in on my behalf and started saying something. And then they started bashing that person. Then I got really mad. I was like, okay, you can bash me, but don't be bashing my sheep. I was getting really mad. So I was like, dude, don't, don't, don't be talking to my people like that, man. I don't play that stuff. So I, I said, so I just started telling him, I said, look, are you telling me that the Holy Spirit will not be in my church if I wear a tie? I have to wear shorts? Because he was talking about, oh, we wear shorts now in church. Fine, wear shorts. I don't mind it. I have no problem with that. Wear shorts, wear a t-shirt, wear whatever you want. Just wear clothes, Amen. <laughs> That's all I care about. I'm not into what you wear, how you wear. I don't care. Perfectly fine. I just like to wear this. This is within me. Listen, I come to bless the Lord. I come to thank God. If I want to pray for my food 20 times, I'm going to pray for my food 20 times. Don't get mad at me. I like to pray. I like to thank God. I like to bless his name, but far too often we got too many people going, oh, you're doing too, oh, you shouldn't do that. Wait, wait, hold on. Don't ever tell me that I should stop thanking God the way that I want to thank God. There are far too many people out there dying, hurting, and we're trying to debate about how we bless the name of Christ? Come on, just bless his name. Can I hear an amen? amen. Can I hear a thank you, Jesus? The fourth one and the last one is supplication supplication examples of oh in the book of first timothy chapter 5 where the widows they're known for their supplication the bible says night and day they gave the request fervently solomon's of first kings chapter 8 he made supplication at the dedication of the temple when it came about even jesus himself made supplication when he was on the cross crucified stephen even took the example of Christ when he was being stoned in Acts chapter 7, made supplication while he was about to be stoned. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now, I, I don't know about you, but that's, now, now that's a hard type of supplication. I won't be talking about that just right now. But that's a hard one to do. Can you imagine being on a cross, being nailed there, being ridiculed, mocked at, spit at, made fun of, People messing with you. I mean, just throwing your name in the mud, then taking your face in the mud. And yet still, forgive them. Oh, my Lord. Some of us want to punch people just based upon a bad look. Oh, no, he didn't. Oh, no, he didn't. Oh, no, he didn't. Oh, that babe, go hit him. Go hit him. Hit him before I hit him. And yet the Bible says that we are to make supplication. Matter of fact, the Bible says love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. So that, there's a lot in this message I could go with, but we're going to go somewhere else with this. Can I hear an amen? Now, the purpose of the church is where we need to understand the purpose of prayer. Now, real quickly, Acts chapter 12, verse 5. I want to focus with this. It says, Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Now, what I want to look at is that this is what I believe. 
I believe our generation desperately needs to rediscover the difference between praying for and praying through. We need to really understand what it is, the difference between praying for and praying through. Now, I pray for my food. Now, when I pray for my food, I don't pray very long. Actually, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll have a little bit of short prayer. Now, why do, how come you don't pray a long time or pray for your food? It's, it's holy food. Yeah, it's true, but I like hot food too, you know, so. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, maybe there's others like Dean Neferatos, right? When he came here, he goes, don't ask me to pray. I'll pray for five hours. Or the, amen. Don't ask him to pray because, you know, I like hot food. I want to, you know, just, Father, bless the food. And I want to make sure that my heart is right. Everything is good. Amen. Praise the Lord. But then there are times where you need to pray through. Somebody say pray through. There are situations where you need to grab a hold of the horns of the altar and refuse to let go until God answers. You need to intercede until God intervenes. You need to know what it is to pray through. Get in those times where you say, God, it's just me and you and nobody else, but I'm getting in this closet and I'm shutting the door until you speak to me. Praying through. Can I hear an amen? See, praying through is all about consistency. It's like circling Jericho. You, that's the kind of praying through that I'm talking about. It's like circling Jericho, going around until you get dizzy. I'm talking those dizzy prayers, the kind of ones where you're just praying, and you're just praying, and you're just praying. You're like, what you doing? I'm just praying. I'm just praying. How long are you going to pray? I don't know, but I'm just praying. I'm just praying. I'm, I'm Have you ever prayed like that before where you've gotten up from prayer and just like, Woo, what was that? See, some of you, I'm trying to take you from food prayers to dynamic prayers. See, where you just have the, 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 the food prayers, of somebody bless the food, somebody say grace. Now listen, that has its place, but also don't ever negate the place where you get in there and you start praying through. See, this was the foundation of the early church. They didn't just pray that one time and say, here comes the Holy Spirit, here comes the Comforter. Ah, we've got it. Now let's go do it. No, they continued to pray. I gave you many verses. There's a lot more verses that talks about how they kept in prayer. They were still in prayer. They just kept praying. They kept thanking the Lord. That was the foundation of the church. And listen, if it was the foundation of the church then, it should be the foundation of the church now. It should be the foundation of the church now. Listen, prayer, you know what prayer does? Prayer makes sure that we don't raise up any Christian punks. That's what this does. That we don't raise up any sissies. My dad used to call them cha-chas. I was listening to a message the other day from my dad, and he goes, you know, we need people that, uh, how did he say it? He goes, uh, I don't speak any Spanish, so you got to uh, forgive me here. He goes, uh, we don't need guys who don't give an oriase. I was like, what does that mean? I don't even know what that means. No, cha-cha, you know, whatever. They, like, you, 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 in other words, you have to care. You got to get in there. You can't just say, well, I, I just went to church. And uh, the, the only time you pray is when the preacher says, bow your heads. I did my prayer. No, you got to learn what it is to pray through, not just pray for. Listen, I know some of you have been praying for your family. Now you got to learn what it is to pray through your family. You got to get in there, intense 
prayer, being able to get in there and make that circle just keep going around. I can, I can imagine the men and women that were going around Jericho with Joshua just kept walking and kept walking. Matter of fact, they told them, be quiet. Don't say nothing. Just keep moving. Just keep going. Listen, I know that right now some of you, you're in a situation and you feel like, man, I'm just walking. I'm just going around. Well, listen, keep praying. Keep praying it through. And one day, those walls are going to fall down. That's what praying through is all about. Somebody say amen. amen. See, men and women who pray through know that it's always too soon to quit praying because you never know when the walls are about to fall. You're always one prayer away from that miracle. Somebody say amen. amen. You're one prayer away from that miracle. Praying through is all about that intensity. It's more than just words. It, it, is, it is a gut-wrenching groan and heartbreaking tears. Praying through doesn't just bend God's ears. It touches the heart of your heavenly Father. It goes beyond just the simple, hey, pray for me. Hey, pray for me. Don't forget, hey, when you go to church, send up a prayer to God for me. You know what I'm talking about? That's, see, that's that, you know, Catholic religion that many of you have. You have that Catholic background. Light a candle for me. Do something for, do it for me. But this kind of prayer is where you pray through it all. Listen, uh, believe me, I understand the state and the situation of where we're at, especially within California, within the United States, and, and, and it's not looking all that great right now. The climate uh, of the moral compass of our uh, uh, nation is not looking all that great right now. It's not feeling all that great. And so if there's anybody that should see the light and the darkness, it should be us. Because I'll tell you right now, politicians are not going to be praying. Matter of fact, they're trying to get prayer out as much as they can. The officials, they're not going to be praying. Matter of fact, certain people that are just do-gooders, they're going to look to us to pray them through. That's what they're doing. I mean, they're just doing, because they want to do the good, but as far as praying for the one who is good, they don't want to do all that. That's too much. See, so it's up to us. There's a, uh, one time I'll, I'll never forget, uh, I went to a church. It was a real big church, and the, it was a powerful service, great service, man. It was just awesome. And the service was over, right? It was ending, and then they called up, uh, a woman from, from the church, right? They called her up. The service is over. They wanted her to close out in prayer. I'll never forget this, man. I'll never forget this. She comes up. She got a little, you know, little old lady, little old lady. And they said, why don't you go ahead and dismiss us in a word of prayer? Now, apparently they knew what was going to happen. I had no idea. She grabbed the microphone. Uh, Shiloh, there at Shiloh. Uh, uh, Kylie, sister Kylie, right? That her name? Man, whoo! Just grab the microphone. Just grab the mic. Heavenly Father! Like, I was supposed to agree with her in prayer. I stopped agreeing and I just started listening. I was like, wow. I mean, she prayed in a way that I was like, oh my gosh, she knows God better than I do. Like, she just had that prayer that just. It, it was like an intimacy and a profound greatness. I was just like, I've, I, after she was done praying, I felt like I've never prayed before in my life. That's what I felt like. I've never prayed before in my life. Because when you hear somebody that begins to pray through things, 
pray through beyond what the natural sees and the natural feels, it's a whole nother level. It's a whole nother realm. See, because you and I, we have the praying for things. I'm going to pray for this, and I'm going to pray for that. But then you have the people say, no, I'm going to pray through it all. You just see what you're just trying to get. God's trying to do beyond just get you the job. God's trying to do beyond just get you that man. God's trying to do beyond just get you the woman, get you those finances. God's trying to do a whole lot more than just give you something. He's trying to get you even beyond it all. Going beyond it all. See, far too often we come here, especially, I know when men and women, they come to church, they go, oh, I just want a man. Oh, I just want a woman. And God's saying, if you just want a man, you better be careful because I will give you the desires of your heart. Because you didn't ask what kind of man. You get a man, I'll give you a man. What kind of man? See, that's the kind of prayer where you got to go beyond just what for and go through. When I heard that woman pray, I was like, oh, my gosh, I... I I had to get into a whole nother realm of prayer. I said, I had to take this beyond just the normal means of prayer. Let me ask you something. When's the last time you had all night prayer and the church didn't put it on? When's the last time you got on your face before God and said, Lord, I need a miracle to happen and I'm not getting up until I know that this prayer has been happening between me and you only. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like the, the kind of prayers where you're just, you just start breaking and, and crying and you get in there and you say, God, I, I want to have a personal time with you. When you study the scriptures, Jesus himself, he only recorded one prayer. And it's one prayer. You, when you read it, you can read it in 30 seconds. But yet when you read his life, he was always praying. He was constantly praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. So if the word that we read from him is a 30-second prayer, what was he doing for the rest of the hours and hours and hours? He was getting in there. Some of you, listen to me. You got to go beyond the prayers of, pray for me, brother. Pray for me, sister. Somebody pray for my food. No. It's got to go beyond the norm. Listen to me. If we're going to crack open this city, Are you hearing me? If we're going to crack open this city, it cannot take. Let's pray because the pastor said, let's pray. Like some of you in your life groups, you know what you need to do? You need to stop the fellowship and you need to pray for an hour. Now, I'm not saying you have to do that tonight, but I am saying, listen to me, but I am saying some of your life groups, you need to chill on the fellowship because you keep coming over and over and over to the life group saying pray for this area pray for this area pray for this area and the only time you pray for that area is when you're in that area that's the only time you pray for it do you, do you understand what I'm saying you have to learn how to pray through it and so some of you life group leaders you got to learn how to take people through it take them through that thing I thank God for the life group prayers when I was in the life groups and we just kept praying and praying and praying those were some of the best life groups because it was almost like no matter what I was going to face the next day on Monday that Sunday night whoo, I could face the world why? because he's got the whole world in his hands he's got the whole world in his hands he's got the whole world 
in his hands I gotta learn to put my hands now together no I gotta learn how to make sure that I'm putting my life in his hands far too often we just do them simple prayers now listen those simple prayers have their special places but I'm talking about the kind of prayers that's gonna rock this city I'm talking about the kind of prayers that are going to go beyond just the normal happenings of your life. Some of you right now, you're in a situation where you cannot do just your normal prayers. You cannot, like you need to know that the situation you're in is God and God alone. So I want to challenge you right now. I want to challenge you today, this afternoon as they come to the piano. I'm going to challenge you here today. To learn what it is to pray through. The Bible says in Acts chapter 12 verse 5 is that they kept praying and they didn't stop praying for Peter who was in prison. Some of you right now, matter of fact, let me just ask you. How many of you, you have a family member right now currently in jail or in prison? Raise your hand. Wow. Okay. That's almost half the church. That's how you know it's victory outreach right there. See, some of you, you, that you've raised your hand, you've just been praying for them when you remember. Oh, yeah, 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 my brother. Uh, and God, pray for my brother. Amen. And then you go about your day. Listen, I'm not knocking those prayers. I'm talking about trying to get you to a whole nother level to where you're saying, don't talk to me for one hour. I'm going to pray for my dad right now for an hour. I'm not praying for a job. I'm not praying for a car. I'm not praying for more money. See, do you see what I'm saying? We do those normal prayers. God, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. The church grew when the people were praying beyond the normal means. That was the foundation of the early church. That was the foundation. Where they just kept praying and praying and praying, praying and praying and praying. Even Paul and Silas, when they were in prison, that's a whole nother message. How they shook open the jails. You know how they did it? Prayer. They just start, decided to sing songs and pray. Let's just worship and, and pray. That's it. Sometimes the best idea is to just worship and pray. Because I know a lot of times, you know, we think the life group went great if I have 20 people. You want to know that I've been in a life group with three people? Powerful. Powerful. Powerful with three people. You know why? Because we didn't care about the numbers. There was only one that mattered, and it was Christ. He was in the middle. We began to sing. We began to pray. And I was like, we need to do this more often. So listen to me. When you get in your life group tonight and four people show up, oh man, only four people showed up. Man, this is horrible. Number one, ask God for forgiveness for having a bitter heart for focusing on man. That's number one. Confess your sins. Sorry, God, I shouldn't have did that. Then get into that whole adoration. God, we're just going to bless your name for a half hour. We're going to sing to you for a half hour. Then I want to challenge you, those of you that raised your hand, because that's the focus that I'm getting on. Those of you that raised your hand, you have 
family members in prison, in jail. I don't know when, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know who is going to start it up, but we're going to start a jail ministry. We're going to start our prison ministry back up again. And what we do is going to rock, I guarantee you. But there's some people right now in jails and prisons, they don't need your food prayers. Are, are, are you hearing me? They don't need your food prayers. God bless my cousin. He's in jail. Uh, you know. Amen. They need your praying through. Pray them through. Pray for them. Get in there. The kind of prayers where, man, you get on your knees, and when you get up, all you see is tears. Pray for my mom. Pray for my grandmother. Pray for my uncle. Pray for my cousin. Pray for them. I've got uncles. I thank God for my uncle that's now saved. If anybody knows him, hey, I'm going to get him up here one day. He's the crazy nut. He'd steal your wallet while you were looking at him. Then he'd show it to you, take the money out, and make you feel good because you gave you back the wallet. That was my uncle. Steal from his own mother. I literally came in one day, saw, watched TV, walked outside, came back in, TV was gone. That was my uncle. The crazy nut. That crazy nut is now saved. Now serving the Lord is now one of the head ushers, the head security at Victory Outreach Oxnard. Well, he thinks he's head security anyways. <laughs> they gave him a walkie-talkie. And they told him, Tommy, just go over there. He's like, all right, I'm going to go over here. All right, I'm going to go over here. He naturally looks like he's always on one. He just, it's, it's natural. It's natural. But he is now on one. He's on Jesus Christ. Amen. And I say that because, I say it for this reason. I say it for this reason. One down. Five go. Are you hearing me? One down. Got five to go. What does that mean? That means that just because my tears and prayers are the one, and then I'll tell you this, my dad probably prayed more for him than I did. That's one down. I got five to go. How many do you got to go? Now, even those of you that didn't raise your hand, I'm sure you got somebody that you could be praying for. I'm sure you're in a situation right now that you should be praying for. I'm sure you're, you're, you're going through something where you're like, God, I, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know who to talk to. The, God, I don't know how the rent's going to get paid this month. I, I don't know what I'm going to do this month. I, I, you got to talk to my boss. You got to talk to a boss. Talk to any boss. Just talk to somebody. God, I, I just, it's got to be you. And so some of you right now, you're going to get into that dizzy prayer. You're just going to walk in circles. Going around Jericho, God, I don't know what I'm going to do, but Lord, I'm going to spend this next hour. God, I'm going to spend these next two hours. God, I'm just going to get there. Some of you right now, your, your rug at your house is going to start having a pathway of just your walking. So right now, when you go in your house, you're going to see, man, what is that? How come that part is faded? Because that's my prayer steps right there. Some of you just got to start having some prayer steps in your household. Some of you guys start having some prayer steps in your bedroom. Some of you guys start having some prayer steps in your kid's bedroom. Just start praying. Even while they're asleep, just praying. 
God, pray for my kids. Pray for my son. Some of you right now, you're in a situation. You just, all you can do is pray. And so, and, and the thing is that sometimes we think, we, like, it happens a lot of times. You, 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 come to the, you come to your pastor, you come to the leader, and you're already thinking. And you say, because I know this has happened to me. You go, pastor, can you give me advice? Okay, but I know prayer. But give me something else. And the funny thing is, is that that's the best thing you can do. But we always, we limit it. We put it on the, on the bottom burner, on the back burner. We put them at the bottom. Well, guess what? It should be. It's called foundation. Peter came out because the church didn't stop praying. Chains were broken because they didn't stop praying. Some of you here today, don't stop praying. Stand with me here today. Hallelujah. I'm going to close with this. I said this quote last week, and I love it. One of my favorites. I'll say it one last time. By Charles Spurgeon. Says, if sinners be damned, at least let them leap to hell over our dead bodies. And if they perish, let them perish with our arms wrapped around their knees, imploring them to stay. If hell must be filled, let it be filled in the teeth of our exertions, and let not one go unwarned or unprayed for over my living body not gonna happen I know your dad looks like he ain't ever gonna accept God over your living body I know your son and daughter keep cursing God they don't ever want to hear anything have anything to do with church over your living body I know your neighbor cusses out God daily Weekly, like Goliath. That ain't real over your living body. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would touch the hearts, minds, bodies, and souls, Lord God, of victory outreach here in the heart of the bay. Let your spirit be the dominant here today. Father, I give you the glory and the praise. With every head bowed and every eye closed, as we prepare to sing this song, listen, if this message touched you in any which way, shape, or form,